Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Are you in Jersey right now? Yeah, we just got back. We were away for like 10, 11 days um, with three away games. So we just got back last last night. You get some di- a couple of days to recharge now? Yeah, today and tomorrow are off. And then we get going again um, on Wednesday. Wow. What's it like being on the road for several games in a row? I feel like that's very different than just traveling for one game. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot. Like you said, like if it was like a one, we if we were stationed at one area playing multiple games, it would be different. But it just felt like the longest trip ever because we were we went one place and had to travel to the next and the next, and everything was either like a pregame, postgame, um, or game day. So it was just so crazy. You have to bring like extra of those mini toothpaste on that trip. You can't get away with one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we. I packed. Luckily, they allow us to throw all of our toiletries in like a check luggage. So that's a game changer. Definitely smart. It's when you know you made it, when you can bring all the toiletries, not just the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you were born in New Jersey. How has it been being back, like playing for Gotham? Like incredible. I. I tell everyone, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, that when I was a little girl, I always dreamt of um, playing for my home state's uh, pro team, even though I think at that time there wasn't such a thing. But um, I always wanted to become a pro and represent like my hometown. So like when I got uh, out of college and was in the draft, I was hoping that I could get drafted to Sky Blue at that time. And ever since um, playing here in New Jersey has been like a dream come true. And no matter what, like all the ups and downs, regardless of anything that's happened, it's always been so um, like humbling to be able to play the sport that I wanted to at the highest level. That's so cool. Yeah. It must be just so rewarding to, to have it come full circle and be back there and play in front of your family and friends. I'm sure a lot of them come to the games and everything. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite incredible because like a lot of my coaches that I once had when I was younger um, or older players that I looked up to now I'm still like in the community with them. They're still coaching and now I'm a pro um, and even like kids of players that I aspire to be like are now like playing soccer. And so everything is just so connected to like my community. Um, and I mean, that's like a, a huge part of why I play. Um, for me, while like, like competing on the field is obviously like an incredible part of the journey. Um, I think an even more important part is being able to give back to the game and, and use like the power that the game gave me in terms of like my journey and my growth and awareness and all of that to other people. So that's that's something that like always keeps me going no matter what that's so amazing and it sounds like you're you have such a nice community and you're a big part of it what do you is there something specific that you do like do you coach on the side or do you do anything like in the community like with kids or anything yeah so well since I was little like in high school I started to 
um, do personal training and coaching with my twin sister, actually. And then when we went to college, every summer we came back, we continued coaching. And then when I officially became a pro and got drafted here, I continued that. Um, and now I, yeah, I coach almost every day, do private sessions, group sessions. Um, and I love like giving back to the kids, um, in that capacity. And then also like community service is like a huge part of my life and like what I really enjoy. Um, we started a players community outreach committee on Gotham, which is just player led. And I currently lead that. And we just, we meet on a biweekly basis and come up with things that we can do to connect with the community. Um, and because I grew up here and I know the ins and outs of every one and everything, and I feel super passionate about the topic, I like gladly lead it and um, try to get the team involved in community service activities whenever I can. That's, That's so really, really awesome. I was going to say, like, I feel like it doesn't matter if you had like a good practice that day or a bad practice that day when you like give back like that, it's gives you a little bit of a different feeling of satisfaction, you know, that you can go home with at the end of the day and it feels like a good day. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, especially, I don't know if you guys follow like stats at all or anything, but I am a player in particular that ne hasn't necessarily like fulfilled the greatest stats on the field since becoming a pro. Like I don't play much. Um, my playing time um, hasn't been great lately. I, I, struggle and I compete um, every day to even like make rosters. So like you said, like if a training session doesn't go my way or even if I'm not on the roster for a game or not traveling with the team or whatever, whatever the outside un uncontrollable factors are, I like the community aspect and giving back to players through coaching or through community service through the game and through my platform is like such a blessing. That's you, awesome. I love that. You find that it grounds you and that it helps like your mentality if in situations where if you say you don't travel for a game or you're not on the roster, does it help you like get through those moments that might be tough otherwise? Yeah, uh, for sure. And I've gone through a lot of ups and downs um, recently. Like I've, I've had to think a lot about that. Um, and I really do think that it does ground me and I've, it kind of gives me like, let's see how I can put it. Like it doesn't allow, it allows me to focus on my journey through soccer instead of focusing as on soccer as my end goal. So like if I'm completely focused on like the playing time and and getting on the field and uh, getting higher and higher in the soccer level, then all of those tangible, all of those um, results are like external rewards or external factors that I have to reach for and then get disappointed, reach for to get disappointed or reach for and succeed. But what I have found is if I can continue to focus on like the internal gratitude of playing and why I play, which is to give back to the community and do all those controllables and it it completely grounds me it's it's still not easy to not make a roster or not play um but it's definitely much more rewarding to be grounded in those things rather than those external factors that is literally the most important lesson that anyone can walk away from the game of playing soccer with is that you are you're so much more than the minutes that you get on the field and how those minutes go and if you continue to define yourself by, yeah, that that chunk of time or what a specific coach sees in you specifically, you will your your value, your self worth is you're putting that in the hands of other people instead of putting that in the controllables and the things that 
you know, you can go to bed feeling good about it at the end of the day. So I, I love that you bring that up. And I love that you're just really open and honest about like the reality of being a pro and playing on any team is, yes, yeah, some people don't have to like fight tooth and nail every practice for their playing time or to make a roster spot, but there are a ton of players that do. And that's a very real part of the game. It's not just all sunshine and rainbows once you make a team, you know? Yeah. So I love that you, you touch on that. And I'm just curious, like, how do you deal you know, with the frustration of that. And I mean, I'm sure through all your years, you've been playing on different teams and playing for different coaches. You've seen just how quickly things can change when, you know, you change your position or there's a different coach that sees different things in you or a different team that sees different things in you. So I'm just curious, how do you, um, you know, deal with the frustrations of that through a playing career and, and how do you stay positive? Right. Yeah. That's, those are all really good questions. And over the years uh, when I've been playing pro, I've definitely had to like grow through those questions and navigate my own journey through them. Um, and what I've kind of like understood in especially my situation, but I think it can be, be used across all boards is like when I guess things aren't going your way. Um, there's only like a couple things that you can do that that you can do like in control to make yourself in control of the situation. Like one, I, you can you can change your environment. So I could I could leave this team. I could um, go to a league, maybe a little bit less competitive somewhere where I know that not no, but have more chances of playing. So that's something that I can can do to control. Um, but if I choose to stay here, uh, which I have, then that's that's my choice. Like no one's forcing me to stay on this team. No one's forcing me to play soccer. But if I choose to stay here, then there's no point in like being frustrated and complaining because this is like ultimately like my choice um, to play and stay on this team. And it's such a, like even just to have that choice is, a huge blessing because not many people do have that. Um, so with that choice comes with then like just the acceptance that it's going to be competitive. Like I know that I'm competing with the girls that are top in the world um, that I have three, four players ahead of me that it's going to be a grind day in and day out. Um, but I always to, to kind of mitigate the frustrations and ground myself. I always come back to like, okay, this is my choice. I'm here for the journey that soccer is bringing me on. And if I had another um, objective and I really, really value playing time over the other aspects that I'm getting th from playing on this team, then I would go somewhere else. But right now, um, yeah, I just feel like it's in my heart that I, I can grow and develop as a player in person, the best on this team right now. Um, and I'm enjoying the journey through that. I love that. And that is like beyond refreshing to hear, you know, cause that's a very real stance in a very real situation that so many players face. But then when you do take a step back and you realize that you're, you're the decider of the journey that you're on and how you're going to wake up and the attitude that you're going to face it with every day. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'm like really inspired by your attitude. Cause that's, it's hard not to get, you know, caught up in, in the feelings and what any negative feeling that any, even just a single session, sometimes, you know, you can leave feeling so defeated. Um, but it's just really, really cool for you to just like, you have a, an entire whole soccer situation. It's not just this one thing. It's, there's so many more aspects to it. Um, right. Yeah. And that you, you grew up playing with your twin sister. What was that like, uh, you know, having a perpetual training partner 24 <laughs> seven? Yeah. I mean, anytime someone talks to me about my sister, I, my, I just glow because she's like, like the rock in my life that I can always come back to. Um, 
growing up, yeah, we were like the crazy soccer twins that were so different than anyone else. We would go out in the morning before school and train. We would stay up late, be the last people at trainings. Um, at nighttime, we would in recess, like try to get a work workout. And it was, it was just crazy. And we, I don't know how we were, I'm going to use the word gifted, but gifted with that mentality, but having someone to take on that journey and go through life with that type of mentality was so, so amazing. And such a, um, such a blessing just because it's, it's hard to be the only one, I guess, like different in terms of like what you want to do and what your work ethic is and how you're different than other peers that might prioritize other things. But yeah, we kind of stuck through it. We had our goals since we were like really little, which was to like, we wanted to become doctors and soccer players, pro soccer players. And so we kind of went the same route all growing up, um, took the same types of classes, went to Notre Dame and we just had each other to push. Um, of course it was hard to always be compared and always um, be together because we, we, probably didn't um, develop our true sense of like own identities until after we kind of split paths. But it was amazing to have a training partner, someone that could know you in and out, push you as much as they knew possible and just like have your best interest at hand. That's something so special and rare. It's such a cool like experience. And I feel like everyone listening is probably really jealous because like that's the dream to go to school and play with your sister. If you have one, like that's so cool. I don't have one, but I wish I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely them. like such a cool, such a cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. And I, we were, re we know like there's a, a pretty awesome story about you guys playing against each other um, at one point. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So in college, it was I think our like freshman, sophomore, so freshman and sophomore year, it was kind of like the build up towards the U20 World Cup and that age group that we were in. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to get called in by the under 20 US team. Um, and my sister, Monica, got called in by the Mexican national team. And it was just the opportunities that were laid out. I'm sure if like we were given the same opportunities, we would have taken it. But um, that was the opportunity, uh, opportunities that were given to us. and both like we're so close to our hearts and we are so passionate about like my dad is from Mexico. So Mexico is in, deep in our blood and obviously being born in the United States has a significant meaning. So we just took those um, rides and we ended up being able to both make our uh, respective world cup teams. And then the group stages come out and it's like, and obviously CONCACAF you play each other. So we played each other there, but um, the most, I guess, like the epitome of like twins playing each other came, I think it was like the quarterfinal in the World Cup where uh, U.S. was playing Mexico. And we knew before the tournament, when the group stages came out that like it was going to it was going to end badly no matter what. And I say that because like one one person wins, the other person loses. Like there's no upside to that if you're a twin sister. And I guess if you have the same amount of love for each other that we do. so. We knew that it was going to end badly, like no matter what, but we tried our best to like take away everything, like all the media that was going on and really not focus on playing against each other, but just like playing our game. And yeah, it was, I think there's like a picture of us doing like a handshake at, at the quarterfinal. 
um, when we were both in the starting lineup, um, which was like a really surreal moment. Um, definitely bittersweet when like my sister's team uh, was eliminated, but a really cool experience it taught me a lot. I feel like not a lot of people can say they went through that besides like you guys and like Serena and Venus. But that's so cool. And it's gotta be bittersweet. It's gotta be tough. And it's like, it just shows how much you guys care about each other. It's like you win, but you're still feeling it because the other person's losing, but. Yeah. And like to, to piggyback on top of that, I think that's like after we finished college, because we lived so much of a light of like bittersweetness. Like we were on the same teams. Like if one person was doing well, that was good. But like half of us is concerned of the other person, like kind of living two lives at once. So although it was like such a good blessing to be on the same teams and competing in the same like tournament during the under 20 world cup, like we knew like mentally that we needed to kind of part ways and split a little bit if we wanted to both achieve what we needed. So it was like a really hard conversation. We both, we both kind of knew that we were overly concerned with one another and we weren't fully like reaching our own potential. So we just had a conversation where like, we both want to play pro. Um, but we decided like it wouldn't be best to be on the same team going pro and, and like even best better case scenario to be in the same league uh, would be difficult. So right now it's like actually like the best situation um, I'm playing in the NWSL and she's and my sister's playing in, um la liga mx in mexico and so we're both doing what we love but in different leagues and on different teams which is great yeah it's got to be hard when you're like you're rooting for someone as hard as you're rooting for yourself and to constantly be torn you know right. and that, it's got that's got to be very hard but at least now this is like a a healthy separation where you know you can be just as invested in her journey and it's not also tugging at yours at the same time for sure. Really well said. Do you think that there will ever be a time when you guys play again on the same team or? Oh, uh, maybe, maybe in the future, like when we get older. Um, but right now, truly, like we're so happy um, playing in our respective teams and leagues. Like it's been like the healthiest uh, journey for each of us. And the way we've each like transformed individually um, has been amazing. And then like, also like, how our relationship has grown is is incredible so we're we're as tight as i think human possibly can be with sending each other messages like every single second of the day um and checking in on each other but we're separated by a lot of miles so it's it's a really good and healthy balance damn you really make me wish i had a sister <laughs> <laughs> so throughout all of your years of uh, playing so far and you've had ups and downs and you've had, you know, your college journey and now pro journey. Is there one lesson that soccer has specifically taught you? Um, yeah, of course. I think we hit it a little bit earlier when we were talking about like the, I know it's like cliche saying like when you play a sport, it doesn't define you, but it's, it's truly like, it's not really as simple as that. Um, but it's a really important thing to kind of grasp and become aware of like, obviously soccer has given me like been the avenue to give me my closest friends, like uh, travel around the world, grow the most, like learn who I am, like identity wise, like everything in my life right now, soccer has given me, but it's only because like 
uh, soccer has been part of my journey. I'm sure that if I had something other that I was like really passionate about or post soccer, when I find something from that too, I'll be able to grow and learn and meet new people as much as I have from soccer. So I think that's the biggest lesson is, yeah, like don't take for granted the sport and take in everything that it is, um, including playing, including being on the field and training, because that's why we do it um, in the first place. But take in everything, like all the rewards it gives you. Um, but of course, yeah, don't let it define you and use it. Use soccer as an avenue to grow instead of like a, a final goal. I love that. That's oh. We're going to end with some rapid fire. Throw oh, gosh. OK. And the power of editing, we can make it go more rapid so you can take your time. Okay. Um, what's a sport you wish you were good at? Um, Basketball. Are you particularly bad at it or you're average at it? I'm pretty bad at it. <laughs> it would be cool if you could just like sling threes up, right? <laughs> yeah, and I just love the fast nature of the sport. Like it's like soccer where there's a lot of action. Um, and I, yeah, I just think it's such a cool sport. All right. One. What is one world record that you think you have a shot at beating? It could be very niche. Um, I actually was thinking about this the other day. Um, I'm oddly like really good at uh, like run juggling. Like I can run and juggle at the same time. So the other day when I was like doing it to cool down, I was like, huh, maybe I could beat the world record in like running a mile with juggling a soccer ball. Yeah. Wow. Uh, like this yeah. travel. Yeah, so I don't know. That was that that oddly just came up in my mind like a couple of days ago when I was doing it to cool down. Well, you gotta <laughs> melt these off, you know. Maybe maybe you gotta go run a run juggle a mile. Yeah, <laughs> Could you go the full length of the field and back run juggling? Yeah, that's wild. A mile. Let's I get her on the track. We gotta time this. I bet no one's even done that before. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like gonna I was like on the verge of researching and then other things came into my mind and I was like, uh, we'll see about that. We're gonna workshop this. I feel like this could be a cool one. I love that. That's really cool. Um, what's your spirit animal? Uh monkey. Why? Um, I don't know. I I just like whenever I see trees outside, like the first instinct is for me to like climb them. And like be in nature and I don't know, like be jumpy and a little bit like crazy. So I like monkeys for that reason. Love it. Answer. All right. What is the dumbest way you've ever hurt yourself? Um, definitely backpedaling and uh, hitting a mannequin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a tough one. <laughs> um, player, your most... Uh, you player you'd be most scared to play against maybe not in this league but in any league male or female most intimidating player um the most intimidating player that i think the okay i would say the most intimidating player but also like one of the greatest people and players that i've been fortunate to play against was carly carly lloyd um whenever she was like coming at me i was like scared to death but like she's she's a good friend of mine and I love playing with her, love learning from her. Uh, so kind of is, uh, goes both ways. Yeah. She's got that intimidation factor, like without even trying to be intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is one thing that you can't travel without to an away game besides headphones? Um, to an away game that I can't travel without. Got a favorite snack, a favorite pillow. A book. Blanky. 
That's a good question. I used to travel with like earplugs and like an eye mask because I was super sensitive to light and noise, especially when rooming with people. Um, but lately I've conquered that like fear and annoyance. So I don't, I, I, I always travel with my headphones. That's definitely something. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's everyone's go-to. You need it. Yeah. What's the best thing you can cook? Um, I would say I make a pretty awesome gluten-free pasta with meat sauce. Mm -hmm. I like to cook really, really healthy, um, and like make all these like healthy creations and I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. So I've been like experimenting with like this pasta with spinach and tomato sauce and putting like some like lean ground beef in there. And I also love to bake banana bread. Ooh, nice. Can't go wrong with banana bread. All right. If you could have dinner sitting across from any athlete in the world, who would you want to sit across from? Uh, Lionel Messi. Like, what would you, what do you even talk about on that dinner? I would just, I don't know. I would just pick his brain, like get to know him as a person. Um, I actually think he would be pretty chill. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem like an intimidating person. And I've heard that he's a pretty awesome human. So I feel like it would just be cool. That would be really cool. We would we would be bros. We'd be cool. <laughs> I love it. And last question: What's your biggest soccer girl prob? Um, biggest soccer girl prob is um, definitely having really bad tan lines. Yes, I can't like list? wear any any type of clothing, let alone <laughs> anything else besides like t-shirts and shorts because and like half calf uh, socks because my tan lines are so bad. To say what's the worst of the tan lines that you have is it a shirt issue a sock issue or a short issue it's definitely the spine i think i think permanently ingrained like tattooed on my body um and then definitely like my socks as well yeah it's never you'll you'll that'll stay with you long after you're done playing soccer <laughs> yeah totally well sabrina thank you so much for coming on and i just wanted to let you guys know i did look up the fastest juggling mile and it was actually from a guy in Astoria, Abraham Munoz, he's from Mexico, but he did it in Astoria in 2016 and he did it in eight minutes and 17 seconds. Wow, that's really fast. All right. So, he's like running. I believe I, think I can do it. I can probably do that, to be honest, if I if I really trained for it. I right. like if you get like a, a good week off, you have a lot of days where you can really exhaust yourself. Can you set up a camera and do this? I want to make it official. Like, I think this could be really Yeah, cool. I'll try to do it maybe in the off season or maybe when we have our week break later in the summer. Now, okay, competitive juices are out. I'm like already <laughs> thinking about training for this. For a record, okay? This is going to happen. Excited. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Sabrina, so much for coming on. And it was so great to get to know you more. And uh, hopefully we get to see you play in person soon. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you, guys. Thank awesome. you so much for sharing your story with us. It was awesome. No problem. Have Bye. a great day. Bye.